Hello, everybody. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Pulse Podcast Network. Y'all ready? Welcome, everybody, to Tar Heels Take. Here we go in depth on games, stats, players, and so much more. I'm Cameron Grisson here with Mike Parsons, and let's get right into today's podcast. Uh, all right, let's get this ball rolling. You ready, Cam? Oh, I'm ready. I, I hope you guys are ready listening. It's We, we want to have a fun time with you guys, and we're pumped. All right, let's do this. We're just going to start off the little recap of the season so far, starting the podcast so late into the season, but... Let's be real. March just started. The season's just about to begin. We got we're so I mean we're sitting at twenty five and five overall right now. What's that? Fifteen and two fifteen and two in the conference, first in the ACC. I mean Yeah, I mean it, you, you can't complain with that. <laughs> we're, we're we're fucking we're we're third. We're we're ranked three right now, so I mean, it's, this isn't the season I expected to be ranked three at the start. You couldn't have told me we'd be top three. But, hell, we, we've had some players show up this year. Had some players drop off, but definitely had some big-time players show up this year. Yeah, I mean, who would have expected Cam Johnson to be leading the team in scoring with almost 17 in the game? I mean, I definitely uh, didn't expect that. Uh, these last few the – He's been on the team, I think, what two years? I, I, if I can, recall, I can't remember exactly when he transferred. Maybe last yeah, year. Yeah, last his year was his first year. Okay, yeah. So last year was his first. This is his second year, and he was so unconfident. You could just tell. He reminded me of a uh, of an early Justin Jackson when he yep. just, he was just scared to take a shot. Didn't know really what his role is or was, and it it just confused him. But once you can this season he really I mean he, he's pretty much a leader this season. He you could tell that from the start and I think he finally realized that and it helped his, his it helped his confidence a lot. Yeah, I mean the biggest improvement in his game by far, I mean he's shooting forty seven percent from three. I mean Yeah, the bro's been absolutely lights fucking out this season. It's it's unbelievable. He's impressed me so much. And then I mean, there's been two, two freshmen coming in. Uh, Nazir Little, Kobe White. I know a lot of people expected Nazir Little. I mean, because he's already projected to be a top ten pick in the NBA draft. So everybody expected big things from him. But he's only yeah. averaging 18 minutes a game. Not even he's not even in the starting lineup. So yeah. I mean, that surprised a lot of people. Yeah. So it it surprised me as. A- as a longtime UNC fan, I we always when when we get those top guys, they always end up in the starting lineup. I mean, who, who like what program doesn't do that? But I I kind of saw how he he just doesn't fit too well in the starting lineup because you have to start Luke May, you have to start Cam Johnson. I mean, they're seniors and they're, they're too good to come off the bench. Um, and we. We play small – we kind of play small ball if you consider Luke May a four. I mean, he's a super small four, but a, a too slow of a three. And so you have to put him at the four. He's too small for the five unless we're going real small ball. And that's pretty much the only way Nazir could have came in the starting lineup is if Luke May was at the five, Cam Johnson was at the four, and he was at the three. But but I, I really don't understand why Roy isn't playing him as much. Because you can just tell by the way Nazir's playing. He doesn't have – he doesn't have a feel for the game. He looks like um, 
he doesn't look like a leader. He's always passing when he gets the ball, which, I mean, you know, you don't want a ball hog, but he, he never seems to take control of the game. It's kind of what you're pointing out on a young Justin Jackson. I mean, he it's, feels like he hasn't really figured out a role with this team. I mean, he's, he has his moments, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But o- overall, I mean, he hasn't really figured out his role. But the other freshman, on the other hand, Kobe White, man. Kobe Ooh. White. The, the man. man. Who saw this coming? Nobody. Who saw this coming? Everybody, like, I, I had high expectations from him because he was on CP3 uh, AAU team, which CP3 coaches, and he he loved Kobe. He talked very highly of him. So, I mean, I had high expectations, but no, I did not expect him to be this good and this much better than the the uh, top 10 prospect, Nazir Little. I mean, he 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 see he, he's so small. He seems undersized, um, and he's just phenomenal shooter. Yeah, now he's listed at six five. I don't know about that one. Yeah, it says he's. <laughs> we've checked so many places, and it says he's listed six five. But you, if you look at the eye test, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I said he was six one, six two from the eye test. He he looks. <laughs> he just looks small. It might be. Just his frame is small, so it makes him look shorter. He doesn't have broad shoulders. He's not like a fucking big guy at all. Um, Not heavy, just a a small frame dude. But he lists supposedly 6'5". I mean, everybody has a listed height, and most of the time they always jack it up a little bit, but who knows. Yeah, I mean, as you said, he's an excellent shooter. But, I mean, Roy Williams came out and said he's the most explosive player he's ever coached. I mean, he's... He's up there with the De'Aaron Foxes when he was in college. Oh, He's sure. that explosive. Yeah. I mean, he gets the ball up coast to coast faster Wait. than anybody on the court. Oh, yeah. I mean, he. I haven't seen a player like this with, with this type of energy and speed and I don't know how long in UNC. I mean, and I didn't even know he was this type of player uh, until he got to UNC because all his highlights, he was, he was a catch-and-shoot type of guy in high school. Uh, not really too much of like a pick and roll ball handler uh, type of guy, and but he what he's doing this season for UNC, starting as a freshman, playing over thirty minutes a game, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I think a lot of people expected him to end up being one of those next great UNC point guards like Marcus Page, Kendall yeah. Marshall, Joel yeah, like Barry. that. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected it to be this fast. I mean, yeah, he's already gone. He's already in projected NBA mock drafts as well, and that's gonna hurt. But at the same time, he he's earned it. Oh, for sure. Like, it's. It, I don't. I don't think anybody really expected what he's doing. Um, I mean, he he was like a twentieth, twentieth ranked prospect, like twenty two, I think, and. Like you said, everybody kind of – I think everybody expected him to be one of the point guards that that really had no intentions of going to the NBA right away. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a chance he, he could leave for sure, especially if – I mean, if he keeps it up through the tournament, if, if he's averaging over – if he's still – because right now uh, he's averaging about 17 a game just, just under Cam Johnson. And yeah. If he keeps that up through the tournament, I think there's a chance that he he ends up going to the league. Yeah, I mean, I think if it wasn't for this Zion and R.J. Barrett, Cam Cam Reddish thing going on at Duke, a lot more people would be talking about the freshman Kobe White. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, you just can't. It, I don't know. When, when you have players like that on Duke, there's so many, so many good players that even we don't know about that are just getting overshadowed. Uh, yeah. Simply just because of just the Duke hype. I mean, three, three freshmen that are all supposed to, that are all projected to go top five in the NBA draft. I mean, that it's it's unheard of. Like that, nobody's ever had a. What you what you would call a super team in the NBA? They have a super team in college. Yeah, I will. I will say, uh, I I need to see him come out Saturday against Duke. It's last last game against Duke, he didn't. Trey Jones kind of got in his head a little bit. It looked like. I mean, he he wasn't the same player he's been all season. But yeah, I need him to sure. come out come out at home. He's he's got to make a statement. Yeah, I, going I definitely... into the AC tournament. Yeah, I definitely think the home crowd this Saturday at our, uh last game against Duke senior night, I think I think it's really going to he's going to feel the energy of the crowd and I think for sure it's going to get him going. I mean, it, when especially when he hits that first one and the crowd goes crazy, it's I think it's going to I think it's going to fuel him, honestly. And um yeah. along with everybody else on the team. And if Zion's out, I think I think that's I think that's a done deal for us. Like we're definitely winning that game. Um Roy Williams is I mean you, you I'm never doubting Roy Williams. He 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 always has the game plan. Especially he comes out at halftime. He he knows what to do and that that's oh, yeah. why he's a legend. Yeah, as we talked about those two freshmen, we, we got the other senior Luke May, oh, reliable. Oh. Averaging the averaging a double-double 15 and 10. I mean, the walk-on miracle, Luke fucking May. I mean, yeah, when he when he hit that shot against Kentucky a couple of years ago, he put his name on the stage. Oh yeah, I mean that that shot right there solidified him as a UNC legend. Just because any, <laughs> no UN no true UNC fan is going to forget the the shot over Kentucky. I mean, it, alone against any team that would have been a spectacular game winner, but it being Kentucky just another. Um, Another one of the top, the top four schools, it just made it so much better, and, he, and nobody's gonna forget him. He he might not have been that guy uh, throughout his whole career. Obviously, he was a walk on, but he he solidified himself as a UNC legend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one one disappointment I, I think is uh, Kenny Williams this year. I expected a lot more oh, out of him this man. year. I mean, it and it, it it hurts me because I. Like, I love Kenny Williams, man. He, at, like, when he was playing with Joel Berry and the boys, Justin Jackson and all of them, Bryce Johnson, I mean, he's been there for, for multiple cycles of, of these UNC dogs. And he's he's always been that lights-out shooter. And, like, he, he, he used to be what Cam Johnson is now, the guy that would sit in the corner or just hit shots from the corner all the time, hit shots from everywhere, and then – just his he just hit a senior slump like I don't know if it's the chemistry it might be the chemistry with Kobe because Kobe's not like a point guard he's ever played with I would say so I don't know yeah yeah I mean he's he's a three-point shooter and he's only shooting 30 percent I mean game against Clemson he goes 0 for 5 from three so Kobe had to step it up and really have to take more shots and take over that game Oh, and he absolutely took over that game. I mean, do it twenty eight points in that game. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Bro, bro, really put on. Like that that was that was the game where I think people realize what what he's capable of. Yeah. What What do you think about Garrison Brooks this year, Cam? I mean, he's just another big man. Like, yeah. he, he's an undersized UNC big man. We all. It's like a. It, I I feel like Roy just has his system. Um, of players, and it seems to be undersized big men. We never have these huge, statured, fucking tall, lengthy centers. We always have like a six nine to six eleven center that can. That's just a rebounding specialist. And I mean, he's nothing special, but he he he's a quality player. Like, yeah, those things to say. Those six guys that we just talked about are really they take up the main main bulk of the minutes. I mean, you got some guys like Seventh Woods that may come in. Uh, the junior Brandon Robinson, he comes in. He he's shooting forty three percent from three. He's he's a nice little role player off the bench. Oh, great but the, role player. But, but really, it's 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 a solid six man rotation, and that's likely what we'll see in both of the tournaments is a nice six man rotation. Oh, for sure, like. Uh, Roy Williams, he does like to dig deep in the roster, but I think when it comes down to the tournament time, he knows who to stick with for the most part, and it's only going to take people out if they're just absolutely doing something stupid, like just useless turnovers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part, uh, yeah, like you said, we're going to run with just that main, the main six. Yeah, I mean, early in the year, I mean, I'm not going to – for a lot of teams, it would be a great start. For UNC, I would say it was kind of a slow start just because they lost some out-of-conference games they would normally win. But they at the second half of the season, they've been – you could definitely debatable, but they've been the best team in college basketball. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to say so. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've absolutely been dominating the second half of the season pretty much – our our only loss of the second half of the season has been to number four Virginia, which we lost by seven eight points. So, I mean, just nothing to that's to me that's nothing to worry about. I mean, when it comes down to tournament time, if we go against them, I, I definitely think we're gonna be able to pull it off the second time around. It's, it's super oh, yeah, hard this, to sweep in this, college basketball. So, yeah, this, this AC tournament is gonna be something. I tell you. Oh. Oh, it's gonna. I mean, they, potentially, th- just in the ACC, that there could be three Final Four teams potentially. Oh yeah. I mean, it's for the, sure. The ACC this year is absolutely stacked. I mean, for the most part, ACC is pretty good I mean, basketball, but this year is unlike any other. Yeah, and you even got the sleeper teams like Virginia Tech. Like they're they're out here playing better than I've ever I've seen them in a while yeah I've been like I'm at the beginning of the season they, they were like ranked 10 at the start and I was I, I didn't know they were balling like that and, and the big thing about UNC is they're winning the games they're supposed to win and they're winning them pretty easily like last game Boston College they I mean they just pure talent UNC should beat them easily yeah. and they did Exactly. The one thing I didn't like about that game, we gave up like I think four, 41 in the second half. Yeah. Now, I I don't I, I didn't catch the end of the game, so I don't really know the rotations. I see that a lot of uh, players did come in just for a few minutes, but you can't give up 41 points against Boston College. I mean, they're 
14 and 15. That's just it's, it's unacceptable. You you have to play hard at defense. I don't care if you know you're going to win. You can't let them score 41 points and a half. Yeah, of course. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move into one of our favorite segments. We're going to be going on to a lot here on Tario's Take. It's going to be called What's Real, What's Fake. So basically all it is, we're just going to say a statement. We're going to both give our opinions on if we believe it's real or we believe it's fake. Let's jump right into it. What do you say? All righty. Hell yeah. Let's get it. All right. Number one, we got the ACC runs through UNC. What's real? What's fake, Cam? I would say, what, let me think. They run, does the ACC run through UNC? I would say right I mean, now, got, I would say right now it does. I would say that's real. Right now it does. With Zion being out, I think the ACC is running straight through UNC because, I mean, we're right now we're unstoppable, and Duke has shown that. I mean, they they've been taking losses. They 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 can lose to really bummy teams when it, they really shouldn't. I mean, honestly, I don't think they should have lost against us when they lost Zion. I mean, they, their team is super talented, so I think that I think that's real. Yeah, I want to say. I want to say it's real, but I I gotta go with UVA just on how Tony Bennett's got them playing hard. I I really think that that first round exit last year has really got that got a fire under them this year. Mm-hmm. They got most of their guys back. Kyle Guy, he's a candidate for Player of the Year. That that UVA team, their defense is something else too. So I mean, we're gonna really see when it's once ACC tournament comes along. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't sit here and say it runs through UVA. I mean, we can't run through UNC, I should say. But then you also got Duke, and that I think that all depends on if Zion comes back or not. Because yeah, RJ right. Barrett, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish are great, but that's it. Like they need they, they need Zion if they expect to go to that next level. Because Zion, he's you know he's just a generational talent. Yeah, he's he they they just rely on him so much for that like sixty eight percent shooting or whatever he. He's averaging, I mean, it's just an automatic two points from him, and they rely on that, so they end up shooting more, a little bit crazier shots. One, they know he can make up for it, and two, they know he can get the rebound because who's jumping higher in Zion? Yeah, I really like UVA this year. I hope I see a UVA-UNC matchup in the ACC tournament because that'll be one game right there. I was listening to that to that uh, UNC-UVA game, and all I heard was Kyle Guy splash and splash and splash, and that man can <laughs> shoot lights fucking out. It's 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 he's kind of he's kind of like Kobe White. If he sees that ball going one time, it's it, it can get dangerous for sure. I see it. What's what's the next? One? All right, we're we got what's real, what's fake. UNC's win against Duke was the biggest win of the season so far. I'm, I'm gonna say that is real because, because UNC winning against Duke isn't just a W in the column. It that brings so much energy to the team, like unlike any other. Because it is, I don't care what anybody says, it is the biggest sports rivalry in the United States. I mean, this people yeah. when, when when seats are being sold for more than the fucking Super Bowl, it's it's the biggest rivalry and that right there just brings so much energy to the team and they, they, it's just such a, a morale boost to everybody and then when it comes to the ACC play and tournament play I think that ends up really really helping just knowing you beat Duke in 
Cameron indoor. I think that that helps the team that was, a lot. That was a statement win. To me, that that Clemson game, that that one is the most important to me, and it, it really showed me a lot because mm-hmm. you're coming off that huge Duke game. They could have easily just went out flat and just let – it was at Clemson too. They could have easily came out flat, just let Clemson run all over them. And then Roy Williams going down with vertigo, which we expect oh, him to be yeah. back and ready to go. I think that definitely that, that's a lot. That's a lot of adversity. Yeah, that's a lot of adversity to come come over, especially with Kobe White, freshman point guard. They went down early, and he 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 just took over the game. Like we said, he simply took over the game. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of UNC point guards just straight take over a game like that and just. He was very efficient. That was the main thing about him. Extremely. Six for 11 from three, shooting over 50% from the field. I mean, 56% from the field. That's 54% from three. 28 points. Five assists. Six rebounds. Or six or seven rebounds. Like, my man absolutely turned up that game. And it, it showed who he is as a leader, I think. Yeah, he's he's really improved every game. Every game he's gotten better. Oh, hundred percent, and it, and it's just it can only go up, I think, from here. And if he decides to stay another year, that's great for UNC, but it's gonna be scary for the NCAA what he what he's gonna be doing. Oh yeah. All right, our third. What's real? What's fake? Tar Heels' most important player is Luke May. I'm. I'm going to say that's fake. I'm going to say right now Cam Johnson is our most important player because Cam Johnson. Yeah, Cam Johnson this season is our most important player because he's a 6'8 lengthy shooter. Not a lot of like he's shooting lights out this season and he's great on the on the boards. I mean, he, he most of the time he's getting 6, 7, 8 rebounds a game. And I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot, but we already have two primary rebounders that are that you know they're they're crashing the boards but cam's tall enough where he he crashes and he gets a lot of boards and that's what makes our team so good because season after season we're we are always one of the best rebounding teams in the nation and when you have a player like him who's who's lights out from three helping the team incredibly on offense and then is able to help snag rebounds which obviously helps out the team in the long run i would say this season he's our most important player yeah, I mean, he has been the only consistent wing yeah, throughout the season. Consistent. I'm, I'm gonna have to say that's real though. Luke May, I mean, the senior. A big reason why I think so is that Duke game. Not everybody else came came to play. Luke May just took over that game. He wasn't scared of that spotlight. He and like you said, in Cameron indoor, he came out there and just dropped thirty. I think yeah, right, thirty and fifteen. That I mean, that was incredible. Do not get me wrong. He, without him, we wouldn't be where we are either. But yeah, I mean, he that that game was a super a big statement game for him. Um, I mean, he, you know, like I already said, he's a solidified player. But doing that against Duke, I think, is incredible because they have the defenders to defend a non-athletic six-eight kid that doesn't—he's not flashy at all. He does nothing special. But yeah. him, him being able to do that and Cameron Indoor, yeah, that, that impressed me a lot. Like, if I have to pick one player to be hot for the biggest game of the season, I'm picking Luke May on the team. 
I don't blame you. Uh, when when he's hot, it's it's weird. But there's not a lot of people that can stop him. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, it's like you see him and you don't think that he's gonna be the player that's like, holy shit, how like how can we stop this kid? But it's no, very he, fundamental. Yeah, super incredibly, which is weird because I mean he. I think he uses his uh, weight a lot to his advantage as well because he's great. he's a pretty heavy yeah, he's guy. He's great at boxing. Yeah, uh, he he kind of reminds me of like the Charles Barkley body type of player. Yeah. How he uses his body to his, his advantage because he doesn't have a lot of height on him. Yeah, yeah, I definitely say Luke May. He's very fundamental. He boxes out hard, which a lot of kids and a lot of players in the NCAA nowadays they just most of them just try to jump over everybody. Yeah, and uh, you know, stick to the fundamentals and it works. Because against Boston College, he had his a career high twenty rebound game. Almost had wow. a twenty twenty. He had seventeen points and twenty rebounds, which honestly, wow. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's unreal. See, six eight, and he, his vert isn't big. If if anybody's listening doesn't know, he <laughs> he's not jumping high. But he knows how he knows how to track the ball and he knows how to box out, like Mike said. And having twenty rebounds absolutely helped us in the win against Boston College. Luke May is not a high riser. Oh no, I don't think he is. I think I think that's uh, I think that's on his ear right there. All right, listeners, we're gonna move on from what's real, what's fake. So. All these latest NBA mock drafts been coming out week by week. It's changing every week. It's just how the f- uh, flow of the season's going, how the NBA season's going as well. But we're noticing that not since the beginning of the season, before the season even started, Nazir Little has been projected to go top 10. This is before the season even started. But now we're noticing Kobe White's even getting thrown into the first round. So that brings another question on, like, is Kobe White and Nazir Little NBA ready? Because that's a fair question for Nazir Little, who's playing 18 minutes a game in college. Yeah. So if I had to choose who was more NBA ready, I I would say Nazir has more – he is more of that what if factor because he has the athleticism and you know everything about that his frame his defense that makes him where he could be the next fill in the blank and um, but I'm looking at numbers and Kobe White is just he he's so he's doing so much better than than Nazir on on every single platform. Uh, like or every single stat he's doing just way better and and the only thing about Kobe is just he one obviously he's young he's a freshman and he makes a lot of mistakes with the ball um when he when he's when he's running up the court super fast I mean he's an incredibly fast player like Rory said he's one of the most explosive players he's ever coached I think he said he is and he he just kind of it's like his legs are moving too fast for what he can think about what to do next. And he, it, it creates a lot of turnovers, just useless turnovers. He passes to people that like aren't ready for it. I mean, some, and obviously that can be on the person catching it too, but um, he just, he has a lot of useless turnovers, but I think he makes up for it in a lot of other things he does. And I think that's just from him being young. Yeah. What, what, like you said, you like, like you said, I think, 
Because Nazir Little, he was projected to go top five before yeah, the season started. Yeah. And now, now, now he's getting thrown into more of the back of the lottery, like 11, mm-hmm. 12 range. Okay. But I tell you, I would hate to see Kobe White come out and just be a G League player for yeah. three years yeah. and then have to go play in Europe or something like that. Exactly. I would hate to see that because Kobe, I feel like, I do feel like he could contribute to an NBA team more than Nazir Little could like right after the season, especially yeah. if he could get, if he can get a little bit more muscle on him, get a little bit bigger, yeah, he, he could definitely, definitely con- contribute. But I don't know if other teams are going to see that because I mean we've seen in the past the history of UNC point guards and exactly. now it it doesn't really transfer to the next level. Yeah, so I I never know if if it if it is just Roy, but I mean when you have you we have when you have players like Cole Anthony considering you have players like Kobe. I mean he was a top twenty player. It makes you wonder yeah. like is it is it the players that just can't get it done or is it? Is it Roy Williams' system that they just can't translate to the NBA game? I I just never know because, like you said, there is a history of of UNC legend point guards that just end up hitting the G League almost immediately and then just ending up traveling overseas to play because they just can't make the NBA cut. Yeah, like you said, Nazir Little, he's got that if factor. If he can just round out his game – get more dynamic in every aspect because I mean, he's got that potential for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, if he gets a shot down, I think that's the main thing because he's proven he can he can score in the paint. Um, he's excellent around the rim. He's a high flyer. He's got the hops. He can rebound well. But it just comes down, he's not a confident shooter whatsoever. And, he, I mean, he's never really been one. But, obviously, when you're in high school, everybody can pretty much shoot the three ball. Um, yeah. But – he when when he gets that shot rounded out, which if he goes to the NBA, I think that's gonna hurt if he doesn't already have it. Um, but if he stays in college, he, I think he can get it rounded out, and he he'll end up he'll end up being uh, way more NBA ready than he is now, just from having a shot. You need a shot in today's NBA, unless you're just that spectacular, like a Ben Simmons. But that's pretty much yeah. the only p- incredibly good ball handler that. No, that can't shoot. So, I mean, it's obviously rare. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'd both like to see them come back next year and join the next freshman coming up, but we all know that's not the world we live in now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all about one and done. Get your money when you can. You never know when you're going to get hurt, which you can't blame yeah. the players, but as a fan, it sucks. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I think I, – just, just to give my final statements on that question, I think Kobe White is more, could, like you said, could contribute more to an NBA team right now. But the, I think there's there's also a big chance that um, he just doesn't get the minutes he would need, or the, just that the the PT and the the chances that he would need to really succeed uh, right away. Yeah, of course. Well, all right, listeners. Tar Heels Take first podcast. I consider it a su- successful podcast. Oh, we so like I, like so we said like we said to begin. We're pumped. We can't wait to take this thing to the next level. Brought to you by Pulse Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, hope you all have a good one.